This is Building a Website Pro with Michael Zapke, episode number eight. Let's play. Hello, hello, and welcome to Building a Website Pro at buildingawebsitepro.com. I'm Michael Zapke, and I'm here to help you learn how to build a website with WordPress. I want to help you build a pro website without the pro price that can be expensive. Quickly, effectively, no coding needed. On this episode of Building a Website Pro, I will be talking with you all about WordPress plugins. I'll be answering, hopefully, most of your burning plugin questions, such as, what are WordPress plugins? Aren't those the air fresheners you put in the wall to make the room smell nice? Why do I need plugins? How many plugins should I use? And no, it's not everyone that looks shiny to you. What makes a WordPress plugin essential? How do I search for plugins and research plugins before installing them? And uh, yeah, so those are the questions that I'll be addressing among many other things in this episode. Now, when I, w- when I started WordPress, I wanted to know just which ones I even needed, you know, once I figured out, okay, what these plugin things are, what they do to my site. You know, just somebody tell me which ones I need to get started or which ones are your favorites that I need and, and that sort of thing. So what essential WordPress plugins does Michael recommend? Gimme, gimme, gimme. I will share with you the top 10 plugins I install on nearly every website, and guess what? They're all free. And in the Pro Pointer, where I share a special tool tip or something that's of technological interest that I want to share with you for the show, I will share a tool that I'm using right now, actually right now while I'm recording this, to organize my thoughts for this podcast. I think it could actually help you organize your website development and maybe even your life uh, if you were to if you were so inclined with a powerful yet simple free online app uh, and I will be sharing that with you later so definitely listen longer than this and I also I want to let you know that if you go to goprogift.com, you will be directed to where you can download my free ebook. And yes, it is free, but yes, I would. <laughs> it does require you to just fill out your first name and email address, and then you will receive it uh, instantly through your email. And I know some people don't like to submit their email to things. I know me personally, unless I'm really interested in something, I don't necessarily like to give my email address out either. I totally understand that. You know, even if you just wanted to get the ebook and then unsubscribe from my list, you know, I get it. That's fine. Uh, just know that I won't be spamming you and the emails that I do send will be very pertinent either to let you know of a new podcast that's coming out or that just came out or some, you know, interesting WordPress or web design website kind of stuff that I like to share with you that you wouldn't necessarily find on my website. So anyways, all that to say, you know, check out my ebook. And the ebook actually has a lot of great information for getting started with WordPress and website development. You know, it's, it's short, you know, it's something that you could sit and read through within, you know, half hour, an hour probably, but pertinent information to get you going. So that's at goprogift.com. Check it out if you get a chance. And would love to, to have you join the others that are on the email newsletter list. So, jumping in. I like to use the word jumping in. I think a lot of people say jumping in. I don't know what that's all about. Let's hop in this time to the feature of this show, and that is what are plugins? Now, one really popular feature of WordPress is that you have the ability to to find and to install plugins. And basically what those do in a WordPress website is that it allows users and developers to add additional functionality to your website based on whatever the needs that you have, whatever those needs are for your website. 
So WordPress actually keeps a database of all the plugins, and basically they vet the different plugins that you would install on your WordPress website. You know, they check them, make sure that they don't have any malicious code and that they're functional. And they also monitor them once they are released on the WordPress.org into their database. So right now, at the time we're this recording, there are over 27,000 plugins. And those are all the free plugins on WordPress.org. And all of them offer either custom functions or features that you can use to tailor to your own specific needs for your site. So things like, for example, search engine optimization, also known as SEO, you can add a plugin that that really instantly adds a lot greater search engine optimization to your website. You can increase, uh, use a plugin to help your website speed optimization, plugins for spam filters and site security, and you can also use it to help display content in the forms of, let's say, widgets or social buttons like Facebook and Twitter or add different functionality to your navigation bar. So those are just several different examples of what you can do with a plugin. But like I said, there's 27,000 over of them. That's just the free ones. There are also paid ones out there. But I won't go into that. We will get into that more a little bit later. So a great question that I hear a lot is how many WordPress plugins should you use? Now, you know, with a lot of things, and you might hear me say this on different podcasts, a lot of what I say is, you know, really just going to be not rules, but notions. You know, these are things that I found that work for me or that I found that work for a lot of other people in the WordPress community. But ultimately, you still, you know, there's still always other options and other opinions out there. But I just, you know, all I can do is share from my perspective. So when you use, you know, more plugins, basically, your website can have the potential to run slower. So that's the first thing to keep in mind when deciding how many WordPress plugins you should use. Then when your, you know, pages loaders are, you know, page loading is going slower and your your conversion rates and your search engine rankings can also suffer. Google has actually said before that it uses page load times in their search algorithm. Uh, Many studies have actually shown that if you increase your page load times by as little as 0.1 second, yeah, that's 0.1 second, you can lose a huge amount of sales, which is pretty crazy, right? That's such a short amount of time, but just to stress the importance that page load speed is really important. So how many WordPress plugins should you use? The answer is really as few as possible. Uh, You've got to cut WordPress plugins from your blog until you're left with only what's absolutely essential. So, you know, that can be, again, a different number for everybody. But, you know, like with a lot of things, you know, less can definitely be more. Just be selective, you know, decide what it is you want your website to do or the functionality that you feel that you can't live without, you know, and only add those. Which leads me to my next question. What makes a WordPress plugin essential? Now, here's a good rule of thumb. If you if you stop using a plugin and your website keeps functioning without costing you time, money, or visitors, then that plugin is probably not essential. So what really makes a WordPress plugin essential? You could probably break it down into three components. Uh, so I would say, one, if the plugin speeds up your site, it's essential. Number two, if the plugin eliminates spam from your site, it's essential. And that could also include, you know, eliminating any kind of security risks or beefing up security on your website. And then number three, if the plugin adds a feature to your site that is crucial to the success of your website, it's essential. So those three key components, again, are if the plugin speeds up your site, it's essential. If the plugin eliminates spam or helps increase security, it's essential. If the plugin adds a feature to your site that is crucial to the success of your website, it's also essential. So how do you search for these plugins? And and I also say, how do you research these plugins? Because it's not always just as simple as just finding and choosing the first one that you see that seems to do what you want it to do. I mean, sometimes it's that way. You know, let's say you wanted a social media button and 
you're not really sure what the best one is, let's say, and you find a few different options. If you're finding it within the WordPress.org plugin database, you know, you can go ahead and you know that those are going to be safe. And again, those are vetted. You know, go ahead and try several out if you want. If you you know didn't have one that was a real winner, you can try them out yourself and just see what you think and see what works best for your website. But anyways, the way I want to show you though in terms of um, searching for and researching plugins is actually one of the easiest ways is to do it straight from your WordPress website. So if you're at your computer, you can go ahead and and sort of work along with me here. But if not, that's fine too. It's just sort of give you a, an overview and that you can listen to and then sort of refer to back later if you want. So let's go ahead and go into your WordPress dashboard, uh, whatever your WordPress website name is, you know, .com or .net.org forward slash WP hyphen admin, getting your, get logged in. And then go ahead and click on the plugins menu item on the left side. And this is a list of all the plugins that you would currently have installed on your WordPress website. So one of the first plugins you might see in your list is one called Akismet, and that comes pre-installed with WordPress installations. And that is one of the best, if not the best, spam blocking plugins that you would be able to get for your WordPress website. And you can see see in the list there, it has a the name of it, the brief description of what the plugin is. You can choose to It'll say activate under the name if you haven't activated yet, or it'll say deactivate if you, if it is active and you actually want to deactivate it, you can click on that. And then there's the edit button, which in most cases, you shouldn't ever need to use the edit button. This gives you the option to actually edit some of the code for the plugin. So you shouldn't have to worry about that. And then you often will have a settings button where you can click on that and it will give you options for that specific plugin that you can change. But since we're focused on installing new plugins, let's go ahead and continue with that process. Now, when we started this, I said click on the plugins name in the left column of, of your WordPress administration dashboard area. But you can also just go to add new right under plugins, and that will take you directly to the area where you can add a new plugin. But if you've already clicked on plugins, again, you'll see the list of your currently installed plugins. And you can just go to the top next to the very top next to the word plugins, it says add new, so just click add new. And so on that first add new screen, you'll see a search box with search plugins. And this is where you can type in any type of thing that you might be interested in in terms of plugins. So if you're interested in search engine optimization or SEO, you can type in SEO right there in the box and hit enter or click on search plugins. And it will produce a whole new list. And what this list is are the plugins that are available through WordPress.org that you can actually install into your website. So right now I can see a list of different possible SEO plugins that I could install. It has the name of it. There underneath the name is a details link and an install now link. Next to that you'll see version information, whatever the latest version of that plugin is, or rating. And that will be one thing you'll want to keep keep an eye on when you're choosing to install a plugin. And a brief description of the plugin. You want to install, you can just click on the install now link under the name of that plugin and it may you may get a little pop-up on your web browser that says are you sure you want to install this plugin and you can hit okay and then what WordPress will do then is it will install directly from wordpress.org into your website that plugin and once it's done installing it will say that it has successfully installed the plugin and then you have two options there under the link you can click to activate plugin, or you can return to the plugin installer. So if you activate the plugin, it will actually make, yeah, just what it says, it'll make the plugin active on your website, and it will be functioning at that point. And if you click the, the other button, the return, it will go back to the install plugin screen that we were on before. And so keep in mind, even if you didn't click either one of those options, let's say you clicked out or closed your browser, once you've 
install the plugin, it will just be in your list. It will be it's automatically deactive or deactivated whenever you first install it. So it's basically on your web host and it's there for your use if you want it, but it's not currently going to be used until you act actually physically click on that button and activate it. So going back to the install plugin screen, just to sort of show you the different options there, we went through the search. Now if you see next to the search option under install plugins, or I should say it's under the add new menu, but it says install plugins at the top. You click on upload and you can actually then choose to upload a plugin that you have on your computer already. So when you click on upload it says down below it says install a plugin in zip format. If you have a plugin in zip format you may install it by uploading it here. So you can choose file. There's a button that says choose file and when you do that it's just the normal pop-up that you have for your computer that takes you into the different folder directories on your computer and you can navigate to a plugin that you've downloaded. Now, I would say in most cases, if you're just downloading or installing plugins from the WordPress.org directory, you won't need to do this option. But where this does come in handy is if you, if you physically, or not really physically, if you digitally download a plugin to your computer and not directly to your website, let's say you wanted to maybe install it later, or you know that this is a plugin you want to install on several different websites, you might choose to download it to your computer directly, and it's a zip file, and then you can just upload it from your computer instead of downloading it from the web directly. But where it also comes in handy to where you would actually need to upload a plugin is if you found a, I'll call it a third-party plugin, but basically a plugin that wasn't found through the WordPress.org website that you've maybe purchased. So for example, WooThemes has different plugins that you could download, like the Woo Slider. It's an image slider that you can add to your websites. And you purchase that through them, directly through their website. You download it to a directory on your computer, and then once you're in the website that you want to install it on, then you would go to, you know, add new plugin, and then in, and then upload, and then that's where you would search for that plugin on your computer and then upload it. So that's where that option comes in the handy the most for me. So once you choose the plugin from your computer, then it would show there in that little box, and you can hit install now, and then it would install it just like it did before with one that we looked at from the WordPress.org directory. All right, so the next little link there under the install plugins title on this uh, page is featured. So you click on featured. This is just another way that you can search for plugins that you might want to install. The WordPress.org website has updated information in terms of what they want to feature with different plugins. So right now I'm looking at the featured list and it has Jetpack by WordPress.com is at the top and then a couple others like BB Press and WP Supercache. Anyways, it's just listing a few of the different featured plugins that they have at this current time. So that gives you just one other option that you can search for a couple of the different plugins. If you go on to the next one, you have Popular. Again, just a, another list, another way to find some popular plugins that you can install from there. You also have the option for newest. It'll give you a list of you know the newest plugins that are available on the WordPress.org community. And then finally, you have favorites. Now, just a couple extra thoughts on the favorites one. If you actually go to WordPress.org directly and you're searching through the plugins database on wordpress.org when you're looking at a specific plugin you can actually mark it as a favorite now this does require you to be logged into wordpress.org but once you are logged in and you're looking at a plugin that you like and that you've used you know many times you know you can go ahead and favorite it chances are it'll be, it works best with plugins that you would like to install on different websites or that you could see yourself using many different times for example a and you know a WordPress SEO plugin that you you know always want to install on your websites, you can go into that on WordPress.org, choose favorite, and then once you're in 
any WordPress installation, whether it's yours or someone else's and you're an administrator and able to install plugins, you just go to that little favorites link under install plugins and then you can type in your wordpress.org username and then you can choose and then click on get favorites and then that will list everything that you've listed as a favorite in wordpress.org. So it's just a handy little feature if you have, you know, the time to go ahead and and choose favorites all in your wordpress.org login, then it can actually be quite convenient because then on a new installation of WordPress, for example, you can just go into favorites and then you have all the ones that you install on a regular basis right there and you can access it on any computer without you know worrying about having to save it to a hard drive or anything. So just one little tip right there. So now that we've talked about searching plugins, let's talk about researching plugins for a minute. Using the search engine optimization example, and again, you can follow along with me if you want. I'm just going to type in SEO into the install plugins search box. You know, and, let, and let's pretend for a moment that I didn't know which SEO plugin that I wanted to install. Now, this could be, again, any plugin that you're searching for, you know, fresh, and maybe you don't know anything about that particular plugin, and you're just trying to find one that you think might be the best. One of the processes I would go through is in choosing a plugin. Now, I'm going to just go ahead and look at the one that I do recommend, and it's called WordPress SEO by Yoast. So when I typed in SEO, that was actually the fourth one down, and it may be different on your computer if you're looking at it with me. But the first thing I see is that it has four and a half, uh, almost five full stars of a rating. So for me, right off the hand, right off the bat, I'm thinking that that can be a really good plugin that I might want to use for search engine optimization. I can read the description there and see if it does offer what it is I want it to do. You know, sometimes the name can be deceiving and it doesn't do anything that you want at all. You might be able to catch that right in the description. But usually I'm going to find myself going into the details. So you can click on the details right under there, and I'm clicking on the details there from WordPress SEO by Yoast. So you can get a fuller description there, and I'm seeing information about different support for it all the different things and functionality that it can do. But what I want to draw your attention to is the little area on the side that talks about the version and the author. If you click on the description or the details there, you'll see this pop up on your screen. So I can see the version number, I can see the author, but one important feature or one important detail there is where it says last updated. Now I can see this one says three days ago. So you know that this person is really staying on top of updating their plugin. So that, for me, looking at that, I say, wow, okay, that can be a plugin that's really good to download. And because this is an author that is going to keep it updated on a regular basis. Now, if you start seeing a plugin author that's upwards of a year, two years, certainly, you know, I wouldn't want to you probably wouldn't want to even consider anything more than two years and maybe even as much as one year. Not to say that there aren't really great plugins still that haven't been updated in a year. Maybe there's just not really any updated a update needed. But usually there's going to be something, whether it's an update for making a plugin function with a new WordPress update, or maybe there's some sort of a little bug fix that, or a bug that was pointed out that needed fixed. You know, chances are, you know, within a few months, there should be some sort of an update, or at least I would like to see one. So just keep that in mind when you're considering a plugin. If it's not been updated recently, if it's been especially many years, you know, just go ahead and move on to something else. Now, you'll also see requires WordPress version information. This is WordPress 3.3 or higher. Now, if you've been following along with my podcast so far, you know that it's best to keep your WordPress website updated. So... This shouldn't pertain to you because you are savvy and you are keeping your WordPress up to date. Now, where this can become a problem, though, just to keep in mind, if you are really savvy and keeping your WordPress updated to the latest version as you should, some plugins might lag behind a little bit in making their updates. So that being said, there's always that potential that a plugin that you've installed 
might cease to function or maybe it could start having a little bit of problems functioning with the latest WordPress update. So, you know, there's there's only so much you can do with that. Just whenever, just before you update WordPress, again, make sure you do a backup of your site. And once you do upgrade WordPress, just sort of flip through some of your pages and make sure things, you know, seem to be functioning fine. And, you know, that there aren't any glaring errors that may have cropped up after an update like that. But ultimately, it's still always going to be best to have the latest version of WordPress, which is going to give you the best security for your website. So what else we got in that little sidebar menu? We have compatible up to, and this is 3.6.1. And that's something that's, again, going back to what I just said, you want to see plugins that are compatible up to the latest version of WordPress, ideally. And that's not to say also that if it said, you know, even in this case, if it said 3.5 and we're on 3.6, that doesn't mean it doesn't function, but at least if it did say 3.6.1, which is the latest version, it would show that they have updated it, it's been tested, and we can officially say it's been compatible, it's compatible up to the latest version. So whatever the time of whatever time you're listening to this podcast, you know, it's going to be whatever the latest version of WordPress is. Hopefully you'll see that there in the compatible up to line line item right there. And then downloads. Uh, you know, <laughs> sometimes a lot of people can download a bad plugin. It's always possible, but chances are if you see a high number under downloaded, in this case we have well over 6 million downloads for this WordPress SEO plugin. You know, chances are, you know, as they say, 6 million people can't can't be wrong, right? Yeah, that's not always the case, but at least in this case, that's true. It, this is actually a great plugin. It's been downloaded many, many times. So, you know, if you saw, you know, five people have downloaded this plugin, again, it doesn't mean that it's a bad plugin. It just means that it could be very, very new, and not a lot of people have tried it yet. So if you would prefer to install something that has been vetted by many people, a lot of people use it, and it's had a chance to get out there and go through some of the bug fixes and that sort of thing, then you know, don't download one that doesn't have very many downloads, You know, essentially. But if you're more comfortable trying out a new plugin, maybe it just came out, and you want to give it a go, then, you know, go for it. But that's just something to keep an eye on, too, as far as how many times it's been downloaded. And then the and then we're this brings us to the average rating. You see the, all those stars when you're searching for plugins. You know, definitely check out the average rating and see see what's going on there. Now, you may not be able to actually click in to see the ratings. I'm lo- Again, I'm looking at this in the little pop-up box from within my WordPress website. It doesn't really give me an option to click in to see the actual reviews. But to do that, you can click on a link. You'll see a link somewhere in there. Uh, on my screen, it's just above the stars. It says WordPress.org plugin page. So basically, I can click on that, and it will actually take me to that plugin's WordPress.org page. Once on that page, then you'll see the full... It's basically what we were just looking at, just in a much more expanded view. And then you can see on the right side some of those things that we just went through, like requires which version, compatible up to, last updated, and the star ratings. So if you click on, let's say, for example, five stars, then you can see all the people that have given it a five-star rating that have left a comment, and you can start reading through those. This is one way that I do research on a plugin that I might not be sure about. You know, what are people saying about it? And, you know, good, the bad, the ugly. And just to help me make a decision whether it's something that I want to consider installing and trying out on my own website. Now, whether you're on the actual page on the WordPress.org or you're looking at this still within your web, your own website admin panel, you can go ahead and move on to the next link. We're just under the description. You can click on the installation gives you information on installation of the plugin if you needed it you know sometimes there might be specific notes there you can look at the FAQ or frequently asked questions you can look at screenshots of the plugin if there are any available a lot of times I'll after I've looked at the description I'll just go to the screenshots page to see you know if there is an image there of what it would look like on a website directly 
And even if there's not a screenshot, sometimes you might find a link somewhere somewhere in there for the developer's or the author's website, and they might have a demo on their page. So that's something you can also check out if you find something like that. I typically don't look at a lot of these other options. You have the change log. You can see the different updates that have been made to the plugin recently. You can look at some of the statistics on the next tab there. For this plugin, I can see how many downloads it's had today and over the past year. <laughs> but from in most cases, that's not going to concern you. I certainly don't typically care much about the stats for the plugin in that great of detail. You can go to the support tab. This is also something that can be a good way to research the plugin that you're considering. What kind of activity do they have in the support for the plugin? You know, are there a lot of people asking questions that are getting answered? You know, is the author very attentive to that and they're answering questions? Great. You know, maybe there are a lot of unanswered questions and people seem to be getting frustrated. You know, that's something to sort of keep in mind. Ultimately, again, it's sort of your tolerance for what you want to see and the plugin might just work, you know, and who cares what any of the reviews or how good of support it is. If it works for your site, it works. So again, these are just some of my notions, not necessarily rules for choosing a plugin. You can look at reviews again, you know, see all the different reviews and then the final tab there, at least in this case, and it might be a little different for different plugins, but you have a developer's tab. And this just gives, you know, additional detailed information if you're a developer and into that sort of thing. So that is the overview of, you know, just researching the plugins. Again, you're welcome to do a Google search, you know, let's say WordPress SEO by Yoast. I'm still not sure whether I want that or not. You know, do a Google search and see what people are saying about it. The sky is the limit. But my hope is that with this podcast, I can sort of cut out a lot of the time that you would spend doing all that sort of thing by just saying, hey, here are the plugins that I use and that I recommend. And you can sort of just go with it and not have to get too bogged down by trying to figure this stuff out right now. But eventually you will get to this point, and that's why I still wanted to get this information out there, where you will be really wanting that one little specific thing that you want to do or want your website to do for you. And you're out there looking for that one little thing in the plugin directory. And that just sort of gives you somewhat of a foundation in terms of what to look for when you're choosing a plugin. Now, I think I mentioned a little bit before about not searching for plugins in Google directly. And I'll just go ahead and address that again now since this is the plugin podcast episode. And that is, I actually don't recommend just searching for plugins in Google. If you're going to do a search, search within WordPress.org and then go to the plugins tab on their website or search just like we just did within your WordPress within your WordPress website. And I'll tell you why. Because when you go into Google search or any search engine for that matter, you never really know what you're going to find out there. And there can be a lot of different people out there that are developers or authors. And they say, hey, I have this great plugin or they're selling their plugin. And even if they're free plugins, that's probably actually even more so that the free plugins often might have malicious code in them. Now, if they're not in the WordPress.org directory, that's probably for a good reason. Now, especially if it's a free offering that you found in Google, you know, that should just be in the WordPress.org directory. It should be vetted. It should be something that's safe for you to use. Now, where you won't see things in the WordPress.org plugin directory or, in again, in that search in your WordPress website is if the plugin is, is a paid plugin. The WordPress.org search does not include any paid plugins. So going back to my example earlier of the Woo themes, Woo slider plugin, that is a paid theme, or sorry, not a paid theme, a paid plugin. So you won't see that in the WordPress.org directory, but that is a company that I trust and that many WordPress designers and developers do trust. And so you would go to their website directly, you would search the plugins that they have available. Once you found one that worked for you, for your needs, you can pay them for the plugin, you get it in your account, download it, and then install it from your computer. 
and that is perfectly fine and that's actually recommended. I have a lot of different plugins that I've paid for and I'm very happy to do so because they fulfill specific needs that I have for my website. So all that to say, just be very careful when, you know, if you do search for plugins directly in Google. Even myself, I like to only purchase plugins that I've seen other people have great success with and it's through a company that either they've said that they definitely trust and that they, you know, have vetted somehow or that it's a company that I'm already very familiar with and that I trust for themes already or I've used other plugins and I'm comfortable downloading and purchasing from them. That's just my word of advice in terms of searching for plugins directly within Google. And I will be going through a lot of different plugins. Actually, in this episode, I'm just going to be going through the free plugins that I recommend. In another episode, I will be digging a little deeper into plugins and discussing some of the paid options that I really like and that uh, I would just recommend for anybody interested in their particular functionality of those plugins. All right, so enough about searching for plugins and researching plugins. Michael, which plugins do I need? Tell me. All right, what essential WordPress plugins do I recommend? So here are my top 10 plugins I install on nearly every WordPress website. And the great thing is they're all free. Yes, WordPress.org. Okay, here are the essentials. Number one, Akismet. Number two, WordPress SEO. Number three, Better WP Security. Number four, Google XML sitemaps. Number five, use Google libraries. Number six, WP-DB manager. Number seven, contact form seven. Number eight, Google analytics for WordPress. And those are what I'll call the eight essentials. Now, the last two, to round us off to 10 of what I'll say non-essentials, but still in in my top 10. Number nine, pretty link light. And number 10, some sort of social media plugin like ShareBar, Sociable, Facebook Likebox, Follow on Twitter button, or Add Link to Facebook. Okay, I cheated a little bit on the social media icon or social media plugin. But that would be number 10, some sort of social media integration. And number 11. What? Number 11 out of 10? Okay, I'm going to stick this bonus in here anyways. Jetpack by WordPress.com. All right, so there your top Tevin. <laughs> Tevin. Yeah, we'll call it Tevin instead of 10 or 11. We'll just combine that into Tevin. So I had eight essentials and then two non-essentials, but still 10 or Tevin there in my top <laughs> plugins list. All right, that's the show, everybody. Thanks for stopping by. Okay, no, I can't do that to you. I wanted to at least start with that quick list. If you're like, okay, I already got all those. Goodbye. You know, that gives you a chance, I guess, that you can uh, listen to the next episode. But for those of you that want a little bit of brief explanation for each of those, keep listening. All right, so number one, Akismet is our anti-spam plugin, and that one comes as I mentioned before, automatically installed, pre-installed, however you want to say that, with WordPress. So definitely recommend activating that, getting your Akismet access code, and getting that all set up. And so to get your access code, just follow the instructions. Once you've activated Akismet, it shows you what you need to do to get signed up for that. And that's free as a personal user. It is requested that you do pay if you're a business and you're using the Akismet plugin, and you'll see those options as you're installing it. I won't go any more detail there. But number two, WordPress SEO, and that's what we've been discussing quite a bit in some of the search and research things that we mentioned. WordPress SEO is going to, it it really is almost like a light switch. You know, flipping that on, you're getting your SEO up and running what it's going to do is set a lot of the different parameters in your website to make it most easily read by search engines. 
you know, there's always a lot of talk about SEO and how to rank in Google and any of the other search engines. This is a quick, right out of the box, it's going to make your website look really good to the, to the search engines and to the, to the robots that are out there and spiders that are searching your website. So definitely recommend WordPress SEO for your website. Just go ahead and activate that. You know, there are a lot of different settings in there that you can set. Right out of the box is going to do a lot of good for you, just just activating it. But definitely check out a lot of the details in there. And when you're actually within a blog post, for example, you'll see WordPress SEO options right there underneath your post content area that you can go in and type in you know, title details for that post. You can type in the keywords that you're really aiming to target for your post. It just gives you a lot of really great features there to really maximize the potential for being found in search engines. So I'll just sort of leave that at, at that for now. Number three, better WP security. This is something that you really absolutely should have in your WordPress installation. Just to give a quick overview of that, once you have that activated in your WordPress installation, it'll basically look at your website and see where there's potential security risks or where there could be different areas that you could improve and maximize the security in your WordPress installation. So go in, check out some of the settings. It gives you several different options or levels of you know, importance that you can have for correcting some of the potential security threats. I could probably spend several hours or the greater portion of a, an entire day going through what all the different things are within uh, better WP security. But just know that it gives you a great overview of the status of your website and how it looks at security. You know, if you do get a chance to go through and spend some time, you know, reading through and seeing what options it gives you to correct them, you know, it is recommended that you would have most of those in green or at least keep it from being red, which would be the worst level there. It's just a, a better way to beef up security, as I like to say, with your WordPress website. And it gives you all of that option, all those options right there in one awesome little plugin. Now, sorry if that's not as a thorough of an explanation as you might have liked for that, but I could spend so much time on each plugin describing all the details of them. But you know, you feel free to look into more details of what each plugin is. I just wanted to give you a great quick overview of which plugins I use and sort of what they are. So number four is Google XML sitemaps. When you're blogging and have a WordPress website, your site has a sitemap with this plugin, and it's making it easier for the search engines to crawl your content. So Google XML sitemaps makes it easy. It will structure the data. You won't see it anywhere on your website, but in the on the back end in the code, it's doing some great things to help the search engines to know what's in your site and and find the content that you want people to find through search engines. So anyways, that's enough about that one. Number five, use Google libraries. Now this is a plugin that can help speed up your website and it does that by using Google library code and JavaScript and different things that are common to across many websites. Google has a library of those and so instead of when people come to your website instead of it loading or draining some of those resources from your web host it'll pull it directly from the Google library so Essentially, it just makes makes things load faster because it's not stressing your web host. It's using Google libraries, which are very fast, and it's pulling those common files that are used on many websites and helping speed up your website. Number six, WP hyphen W. Sorry, let me try it again. WP hyphen DB manager. WP hyphen DB manager. Now this is used to create regular backups of the content in your website. This does not create a full backup of everything on your website, such as images, but what it will do is if you've created, you know, hundreds of blog posts or a ton of different pages on your website, 
it can be set up so that it will create a backup of those different pages and posts. Basically, it's taking the table data that all those posts and pages reside in your web host, and it will back it up and send you one little file of all that information. So if anything did happen to your website, you'll have those in an email format. So for example, on my website, I typically, or on any of my websites that I use this on, I set it up so that it will email one of my email accounts automatically. So it'll make a backup of the content on the website. It'll email one little file to me. And I have that file filtered in my email to go to a particular label or a folder. So I don't ever need them. I don't need to look at them. They're not even in, ever fall in my inbox. But I know that they're there if something did crash or I made several different content updates and my you know, web host had lost it somehow. I would be able to load that information back in from the backup. So that's a, a great tool that, that I actually recommend implementing really as early as you can. There are a few little back-end kinds of things you have to do to set that up to basically give it permission to to make the backups for you. But once you get that set up, it'll be something that you'll that gives you a sense of security there to have that constantly backing up. And I think, I don't remember what the difference periods are for that particular plugin, but you can have it send, I think it's, you can do daily sends or weekly backups and it'll send you the email. However often you think that you are making content updates, if you're doing daily, then, you know, definitely have it more frequently email you. If not, if you think once a week is fine, then, you know, definitely just go for something like that instead. All right. So that's number six. Number seven was contact form of some sort. Now, Contact Form 7 is the free one, and and that's just Contact Form, and then the number 7. This has been around for years now, and it's I think it probably is the most popular contact form that's out there for WordPress websites. This makes it easy to just install the plugin and create an instant contact form on your website. You can basically set up what you want it to say and what email address you want the information that people would fill out in the contact form, what email address you want it to go to. The users won't see your email address, but it will go to that email address, and then you'll see it's from your contact form, basically. So it's a good way to provide a layer of protection if you don't want to have your email address directly on your website and want people to instead fill out a form. That's a real quick way to do it, and for most websites, it's enough. You know, it's the name box, it's a description and email address. And, you know, then that's, that's all you would need there. Now I, as an add on to the contact form seven, a lot of times I'll use another plugin called contact form seven recapture extension. And I'll have all this, I, all of the information that I'm sharing in terms of the things that you'll need to try to find online. I'll have links to in the show notes for this episode, and you can find that at buildingwebsitepro.com forward slash and then the episode number, which is eight. So just forward slash and the number eight. So contact form seven, contact form seven, recapture extension. And then also with that one, better WordPress recapture. So basically what this gives you the option to do is to add one of those little, what they call captcha boxes to the contact form to help cut down on spam. So a user would basically have to see what's in the little CAPTCHA box, you know, those little randomized images or random letters and numbers together that you have to type in before you can submit something. Uh, Chances are you've had to fill out at least one at some point. This gives you the options to add that to your website. So the reCAPTCHA extension is specifically for contact form seven to add it. And then the better WordPress reCAPTCHA is the actual CAPTCHA itself that you can use. It's just a little more robust, I guess you could say, for a CAPTCHA program or plugin. Okay, so that's that's the free contact form. There's also one that I really like and that you'll see recommended a lot in the WordPress community is Gravity Forms. Now this is a paid plugin, but it offers a lot more options, uh, very 
you know, a very easy way to set up customized contact forms and add all sorts of different fields. Maybe you want different radio buttons or drop down menus that people can choose from that they would put in the form that they send you. You know, the sky's the limit. It really gives you a lot of great out of the box options. So you can check that out. You know, again, go to the show notes and I'll have a link to gravity forms there for episode eight. Number eight was an analytics plugin, and the one that I recommend is Google Analytics for WordPress. And this will directly tie into your Google Analytics account. Now, I'm sure I'll spend probably a whole podcast at some point talking about Google Analytics, but what you need to know for now is that if you don't have a Google Analytics account yet, to go ahead and definitely sign up for one of those. I'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. But just get yourself set up now. When I've you know, set it up now while you have the option to start tracking stats for your website. Basically, Google Analytics gives you information about, you know, who's coming to your site, you know, from different countries and how many unique visitors you're getting, all sorts of information that I can't go into here. But this Google Analytics for WordPress plugin allows you a quick way to integrate that so that it will link to your Google Analytics account. So hopefully that makes sense. But you can basically if you have a Gmail account, you're already halfway there. You can easily sign up for Google Analytics. And then once you're in your WordPress website, download Google Analytics for WordPress plugin, and then type in the the specific UA number that you have, or basically your user account number for Google Analytics right there in the plugin. And then activate it there, and you'll be able to start seeing some of your statistics right there within WordPress and it will link it and automatically put the code in without you having to know any of the code or copy any of the code. You can, it'll automatically do that to your website where it needs it so that you can get some of that detailed information on which pages people are going to and and all that good stuff. All right. So that's Google Analytics for WordPress. Another possible analytics plugin that you could install is Clicky for WordPress. And I might be cheating again, but Under the analytics umbrella, we have Google Analytics for WordPress and then Clicky for WordPress. So I'll have a link to that one too. Just that one gives you a great real-time quick stats kind of thing for your WordPress website. Uh, So just check that one out. I wanted to at least toss that in there. And then the couple less essential that I was calling non-essential, but I'll say less essential are number nine, Pretty Link Lite. And I really love this plugin. So when I say things like, uh, you know, go to, you know, leave a rating or review in iTunes for Building Website Pro podcast by going to buildingwebsitepro.com forward slash iTunes, that little iTunes part of the web address, I'm using the Pretty Link Lite plugin for that. Basically what it does is you can choose any link for any website in all of existence and you can put it into this plugin and then create a specific link using your own website. So even though it's buildingwebsitepro.com forward slash iTunes for a rating or review, yes, please leave a rating or review. This is my subliminal message. Uh, Yeah, I would appreciate a rating or review if you can in iTunes for the show. But anyways, if you, I can create that little iTunes it looks like it's a subdirectory on my website, but it's really using Pretty Link Lite. I have the link for my iTunes show in the plugin, and then I told it to direct from buildingwebsitepro.com forward slash iTunes, and it goes right to that iTunes page. So it just makes it real easy to shorten links and to brand things through your website. And just, it makes things easier to remember. You know, I, I can't remember what that full address is to my building website pro iTunes page, but it's easier for me to remember, okay, just my website forward slash iTunes. So that's all I'll say about that. It's a really powerful plugin. I may go into more details later, but definitely check it out if that's something that you think you might be interested in doing. As you can see, it's not essential, but it's something that can really make your life a lot easier. Oh, I will also say if you have things like Facebook and Twitter that you would like to link to for your website on a regular basis, so you could do, you know, buildingwebsitepro.com forward slash Facebook or FB or actually mine is is a 
buildingwebsitepro.com forward slash FB for Facebook or forward slash Twitter. And that will go straight to my account. I have several others set up, but uh, I won't go into all of them right here. Just know it's a, it's a really cool plugin. And number 10 was a social media plugin. Of course, social is huge and it's probably not going to change anytime soon. So chances are you're going to want some sort of a social media plugin on your website. And there are so many different ones that do all sorts of different things. It's hard to filter through that mess. You have some that, well, I'll just go through the ones that I mentioned earlier. And the first one is ShareBar. Now the ShareBar adds a dynamic and fully customizable vertical box to the left of blog post that contains links, buttons to popular social networking sites. So if you've ever been on a blog and you're scrolling up and down and that little box on the left with the social icons is sort of following you, that's what a share bar, and there are several out there. Share bar is is definitely one I would recommend is probably the best, at least right now, <laughs> that you could put on your website. There's also one called Sociable, and that one adds more of a, you know, after your blog post kind of uh kind of links that you can you know go through and select from different social social media options there and then a couple others i'll just mention are actually from facebook directly if there's a facebook like box and that gives you a little box that you can put let's say in your widget area or on your sidebar that shows different people that have liked liked your website or page on your website and you can get that directly from facebook and I'll have a link to that in the show notes. You can also do something very similar with Twitter. There's a follow on Twitter button, and you can get that from Twitter directly, and I'll have a link for that. And there's also an add link to Facebook. So this is something you might consider at some point once you've been, you know, have some blog posts that you would like to share and you want that to be an automatic process. You can do a plugin called add link to Facebook. So once you've posted a new blog post, let's say, It'll automatically publish your posts or pages to your Facebook wall or pages or groups and different things like that. So I'll have a link to that as well. So those are the top 10 right there to save you a lot of time and hassle and trying to figure all that stuff out and research all that stuff on your own. I hope that was really helpful. I will go ahead and mention the bonus again, which was plugin number 11, or what did I say, Tevin earlier? (laughs) Um, te- Tevin plugins. Uh, the bonus Tevin was uh, jetpacked by WordPress.com. And it's described as supercharge your WordPress site with powerful features previously only available to WordPress.com users. Now, again, this is a huge plugin. It does all sorts of different things that were previously only available to the WordPress.com community. But now you can add all these cool functions and actually practical and helpful a lot of different functions uh, to your wordpress.org website self-hosted site so check out jetpack i'm sure i could devote a whole episode to jetpack by itself and i may do that in the future but just for now know that jetpack was produced by wordpress.com and it's definitely going to be a secure plugin to use and one that has a lot of great features that will very seamlessly integrate with your WordPress website and it will be updated on a regular and very consistent basis. Okay, enough said about Jetpack for now. So I think a few is in order. We've gotten through all 10, 11, 10 of our plugins. I talked to you about, you know, how many WordPress plugins you should use. And the answer to that is really as few as possible. What makes a WordPress plugin essential? And those three essentials are if a plugin speeds up your site, it's essential. If it eliminates spam or helps improve security, it's essential. If the plugin has a feature to your site that is crucial to the success of your website, and of course this is up to interpretation what crucial might be, but I would also say that would be essential. So we also talked about how to search for plugins and research plugins in WordPress.org and a few tips for searching online if you're getting it from a third party. And what essential WordPress plugins that I recommended. So now we get to the pro pointer. 
This show's pro pointer is on how to organize your website development. And I said earlier, maybe even your life, organize your life with a with this powerful but really simple and free online application. And I am using it right now to help me stay on task with my notes, although I don't know how good I always am at staying on task with my notes, but it gives me some sort of order with these podcasts. And it's called, the product is, our website is called Workflowy. And you can find that in the show notes, buildingwebsitepro.com forward slash eight. And Workflowy I'll say is like a glorified to-do list or a glorified bulleted list, but it, it doesn't, it sounds completely boring to say it's a black and white bulleted list, but that's exactly what it is. But it does it in such a way that it's, it's really easy to add things to the list to then single out individual groups of bullets. So for example, uh, the pro pointer, I have, uh, you know, the main bullet is called Pro Pointer, and then under it, I have a few different ones. Now, I can have this all in one huge list for the whole podcast, or I can click on just the Pro Pointer, and it will, it looks like it goes into one single page, and it will only have the things that I have in the Pro Pointer. So then I can just focus on that one topic, and then I can go back out with uh, breadcrumbs that are at the top. So, you can literally have your whole life in one, you know, you know, or your whole to-do list for everything all on one big, let's say it's a virtual sheet of paper, but then you can individually go into each bulleted list really simply. You can also add tags and different things to it to, you know, further organize or to just zone in. Let's say you called a what tag hashtag today and you wanted to just add the things that you really want to focus on today then you could click on that tag and just see those things but just a really great tool what I also love about it is that you can cross off things on your list isn't that the goal with your to-do list that you want to cross those things those nasty little things off so you can do that right there you just hover over that and hit you know complete and it will put a nice strike through it for you and you can have it stay on your list if you wanted to or you can have it you know, completely delete anything that you hit complete on. Anyways, I won't go any further detail on that. I would love to do a video on things like this uh, in the future, but great tool. Check it out in the show notes. Workflowy, W-O-R-K-F-L-O-W-Y. And uh, I will say if you, if it's something that sounds interesting to you and once you go and check it out, you think you're interested, if you sign up, through the link that's in the show notes, then you will get an additional 250 items that you can use in Workflowy. And uh, I will also get 250 additional items. So something that we can both benefit from if it's something you end up working with. If you don't want to use the link there, that's fine too. And, you know, other things that I might have in the show notes that might be paid, I know I I want to be up up in... (laughs) up in forefront, I don't know how to say it, just forthcoming that certain things I might get a commission on, but just know that anything I recommend is because I truly do recommend them. They're things that I use and that I trust and that other people trust and would recommend as well. And it will, it would come to you at no additional cost. It just gives me, you know, additional you know, a little bit of commission on different things that help keep this podcast going and and keep my website development and all the content that I can bring to you. So anytime you use any of the links that are through my website or show notes and things like that, I really do appreciate, you know, any any opportunities that that, that can bring. All right. So just want to get that out of the way. I do appreciate yeah, you going through any of the links that are there. And I also wanted to say another thing that I really appreciate is opportunity to continue to to carry on a conversation with you and be in contact with you on the different you know cool and practical and helpful things that I find along the way the people that have already signed up on my newsletter are able to get that information right away and also to get information about you know latest podcasts either up and coming or one that I've recently released just to keep you you know keep you uh, on the know and in the know of what's going on with WordPress development or with the buildingwebsitepro.com. So 
if it's something that you might be interested in hearing on occasion, what's happening in WordPress or actionable info for your website, different tips or lessons learned and, and much more, just go to goprogift.com and you'll be redirected to a page on my website where you can sign up to the newsletter and also get the free ebook. And if you're not interested in ebook, no problem. You know, you'll get links for it, but you know, whatever. You would still get on the email list that I can stay in contact with you there. So, uh, yeah, awesome. If you can, if you can join the list there. And I, like I said before, I promise I won't spam you and I'll just make it very practical and, uh, things that will help you in your website development. Also, if you get a chance, uh, visit, visit me in the iTunes in iTunes and leave a rating and review again, just another great way to let other people know about the, the content that you're finding here. And if the podcast is something where you're finding at least one piece or one bit of information that you're able to apply to your website and, and you've appreciated what I different things I've shared with you. If you could take a moment to go into iTunes to the Building Website Pro podcast and just leave a rating review, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I really thank all of you who have already gone in and left five-star ratings. And uh, I'm just really humbled by it. I, I appreciate the comments. I'm, I read all the comments that I see in iTunes. And um, I'll definitely be sharing specifically some of the people that have left comments in there in a future podcast. I, again, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, and you can, yeah, you can do that by going to buildingawebsitepro.com forward slash iTunes. All right. In the next episode, I think I'm going to do more on plugins. I know it seemed, you know, there's a lot of content in today's show, but there's still a lot more that can be said. They're actually full podcasts on plugins, but I still want to keep it, you know, as much to the to the basics as I can in terms of, you know, here's just the essentials of what what you should know about plugins and really anything that I'm doing in the podcast, just trying to cater to those who just want to get that you know, core information and get moving with their website. So, but I think I will go ahead and spend some more time uh, in plugins in the next episode and share some of the others. I really have a long list of really great plugins that I recommend. And so hopefully you find that information helpful and I want to yeah bring that to you in the next episode. May include some other things, but definitely talking some more on plugins. So thank you so much for joining me in this episode of Building Website Pro. I I sincerely do appreciate you being here and all the, you know, again, the, the people that have visited and, and let me know how much they appreciate it, the podcast. I appreciate you too. Thank you so much. And I wish all of you the best in your web success. And here's to bringing even more great podcasts coming up in the future. Take care. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to the Building a Website Pro podcast at buildingawebsitepro.com.